Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year And to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hey, listeners, I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. Thank you, too. Summertime And the living is easy Fish are jumping And the cotton 
Hey everyone, this is the Helping Friendly Podcast. This is a quick hit from uh, the Hartford show last night. Um, we have Alex on the line who's who's been on before. Um, Alex, welcome back. Oh, sorry, I also should say Brad's here with us too. Hi, Brad. Um, Hi. And Alex, thanks for Hello being there. Here. Oh, yeah, you? thanks so much for having me, guys. How um, you're on your way back from uh, from the Hartford show to DC? How um, how was how was the night? How was the? I guess maybe start by telling us how the the scene was there. You know, before the show, where people people fired up. What was the energy like? That kind of thing. Oh yeah, I think that just you know from people coming from Mansfield. I think I, I, the general uh, consensus was that everyone was pretty excited. Um, with the extreme heat wave that we've been having uh, all up and down the East Coast for the past week, uh, I was expecting uh, very hot temperatures, but surprisingly it was uh, misty and probably overcast. It's probably like 68 almost at showtime. Oh, so, wow. Uh, it was nice. pretty, yeah, it was it's definitely a climate change, to say the least. But uh, overall, I think that the atmosphere was awesome. Everyone was, was like I said, really excited. I think that people felt like, at least pre-PA outage from Mansfield, people felt like they were really hitting their stride. Um, and I think that rolled over into, Har- uh, into Hartford. Um, and it definitely did once once they started, once they got on stage. That's great. What was the, um, what's the venue like, you know, um, just where were you, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it was my first time to Hartford before, uh, but it was a surprisingly beautiful venue. I had heard uh, some things, like it was in a little bit of a rough area of the town and stuff like that, but it didn't seem bad whatsoever to me. Um, I, I, like I said, everyone was, everyone was so pumped on the lot. Um, Shakedown was, was pretty cool, and we got to meet up with some dear friends and have a couple beers and, and get a big uh, group together and uh, roll into the show awesome. and lock down a section of the path. So it was fun. That's amazing, and um, we'll be um, we're gonna we're actually gonna play a, a jam from the first set, um, which I think is saying something about just how the show came together. Um, Alex, what were some of your highlights from the from the first set? Well, first set, I, I will say that uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Pigtail, so when they opened <laughs> with that, uh, I was uh, I was dragging my feet a little bit to say the least, but um, you know. Flowing into Moma Dance, specifically Birds of Feather, uh, I, I, I thought it was amazing to go from Birds of Feather into Meat into Vultures. And that was probably my first that, uh, like, trifecta right there that I loved. I think all the songs are pretty dark uh, and late 90s and just uh, kind of a, a, a dirty element of the jam of all the songs that have, have a good jam to it. So... Um, yeah, I think that was, that was wonderful. And then of course, you know, I personally thought that, uh, that Julius would close out the set. Um, but you know, the second I finished that, uh, the opening chord to Yam came up and the crowd went, yeah, it was, it was very cool to see. Um, and then I think, you know, uh, stand, stand out, uh, jam wise, obviously the first set would have been to Yam. Um, all of the band members, kind of transitioned uh, instruments. Trey went over to the Marimba Lumina. Um, Paige was on bass, which was funny because we were just talking about how uh, Mike Bass Tech came out to kind of walk Paige through how to how to play that extremely complicated rig. <laughs> and then Mike headed, which was pretty funny. Uh, and then Mike headed over uh, to Keys to play a little bit of it. Um, but it was unbelievable. Um, and, you know, I thought that, I thought that the, the Yum kind of 
instrument transfer was really cool. Yeah, that's two nights in a row that they've kind of had that rotation jam. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, two nights ago it was forced, but last night they, they did it during the, the YM, so that's really cool. What about that second set, the Down with Disease? Um, RJ and I have kind of talked about it, that they just opened too many second sets with it. But that one was different, I thought. Uh, yeah, so I I would concur with you guys that they, they do open too many second sets with it. And I, uh, I mean, it just if you if you look at the uh, mathematics game, uh, heading into it, we were all like, oh, it's going to be a disease second set opener. You know, <laughs> right, it right, just right, makes right. too much sense. They haven't played it. They haven't done it in four shows, you know. Um, but, yes, they, they took the jam out there. You know, there was there were some parts that, that I felt like it was a little bit of a meandering jam, but, God, it was so locked in uh, prior around minute 11 or so. Yeah, um, yeah. So, and, and right there, then they just start lift off. Um, and to fall into sand, uh, that was just the place what turned into a dance party, which is great. Um, it was, like I said, it was cool. So Yeah, that's nice. And Alex, I, I think, I guess, when I was listening to the Down with Disease this morning, I was thinking, like, I think I texted this to Brad, like, couldn't really ask for a better Down with Disease. There's a nice, like, ended with a fierce sort of solo from Trey. It was kind of dark. It felt pretty patient and pretty exploratory and not like they were, I don't want to say following a formula, but I feel like when a lot of the jams this tour have gotten to 12, 13 minutes, they kind of go to the to the major core jam and then it kind of like winds down. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? This seemed right. like it was a little, I don't know. I don't Absolutely. know if it's a sign or anything of them being more comfortable, <laughs> but did it feel like something different than what you've heard previously on the, the other shows of the tour? No, I know. I totally agree with you. I feel like, uh, like you said, a lot of the jams have been kind of heading into that urethral kind of happy power jam uh, at its peak and then kind of winding down. But this one definitely had tons of layers to it. Um, and, yeah, there was no better way to open second set. I mean, of course, um, you know, flowing, uh, I think flowing in the sand right there was just the perfect one-two punch to kick things off. And then, you know, they had to slow down. And I think you, you, for me, for it's worth, you can't pick a better song than Tila, which is a rarity in itself. And so that was wonderful to see. Um, and, you know, extremely welcome from the crowd as well. Yeah, it hasn't been played since like, I think I read on Jambase, like October 2014. And that, mm-hmm. I think that's the San Diego show I went to. Um, so it's, it's really fun to hear. And we were, Arjun and I were actually texting about it. <laughs> yesterday well, before no, the yeah. show i wouldn't oh, yeah. say that brad i would say that you <laughs> said they were going to play it that's a good premonition man. exactly yeah. so yeah. alex did you feel like the the sort of uh 20 years later antelope number line thing was like a fourth quarter uh stall or did it feel like the energy was kind of kept up throughout that last run and that they finished it out strong you know i i want to i want to be critical but uh, in this case, I really, I really think that the, I really think that twenty years later, uh, is uh, everyone's praying for a Reading version of that song, but it didn't happen. <laughs> right. um, but right. Anna, Anna, and then Antelope, uh, Antelope was rocking. Uh, the whole place, uh, if you listen to it, the whole place um, exploded uh, at the normal peak of the song, um, and I found backwards. Uh, to be a little bit of a weird set closer for set two, but um, ultimately it was it was a great it was a great version of it if you go back and listen to it. Um, yeah, the, live live it's a just such a good song. But you know, oh yeah, seeing it on the set I, list I the next morning. Down the number yeah. line, 
Yeah. And a lot of people, a lot of people uh, push it around. Um, but uh, I thought last night's version was wonderful. Good, good. Um, and then the encore I thought was really cool, the Lizards, um, and then the Loving Cup, the only cover of the night. Um, you can't ask for much more out of a encore, I don't think. No, no, and you hit the nail on the head. I mean, you really, you really can't ask for more um, when it comes to ever getting a Lizards. Any slot, any time, I'm always something <laughs> good. But uh, yeah. to get it at the encore, the first show of summer tour that I was able to attend, um, and then, of course, the feel-good throw your arm over your buddy's shoulder. Uh, yep. Here's to the night. Loving cup was, was wonderful as well. Um, and a nice, uh, a, a quick little thing. I think we were listening back to um, Karini a little while ago, and, I, and we heard the haunted house uh, teases um, in there. So if you go back and listen to that, um, there's some early screaming, which I initially thought was from Fishman, but I believe was, uh, I believe was from the haunted house. Oh, nice. Awesome. Page. Sweet. Um, so um, just to make sure we're not, not fluffing too much, I want to be critical that the sand wasn't long enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yes. It never is. Um, Alex, do you, do you think this, um, there's been obviously been a lot of, um, you know, questions about like whether they're connecting and whether, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Do you feel like, mm-hmm. do you feel like this along with the kind of Mansfield show, do you feel like this is, this tour has turned a corner in your opinion or was it never really a, was it just a matter of time all along? I'm just curious about your kind of, um, your personal opinion on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I do think listening back to a lot of the shows, there have been some stand-out jams um, from, you know, specifically Man, a couple from SPAC, uh, a, a few from Wrigley. Uh, but, you know, it really hasn't clicked all together as of yet. And I think that um, I was listening to, you know, maybe a, a podcast or two from y'all uh, from a few days ago at uh, Portland, the Portland uh, show. And um, you guys were discussing a turning point. And I was like, gosh, I don't know what's going to happen. But then they played a very solid uh, Mansfield show, um, followed by an extremely well-rounded, solid show uh, in Hartford. Now, I think that I'd really like to answer this question tomorrow after the Syracuse <laughs> show. Yeah, so we can see if they can actually string it. If they can string three together, guys, I think we're, we're, we're in for a treat next week at the Gorge, too. Yeah. Awesome. I think it's a good point, and if if they you know they kill the cues on this Sunday show, it's it it will officially be on. I think. Game on. <laughs> <laughs> nice I'm man. Really glad that you were able to to make it up there to Hartford, Alex. Um, and thanks um thanks as always for for joining us and sharing your sharing your insights. Hey, thanks so much for having me, guys. And I hope you guys have an awesome weekend. Okay. Thanks, thanks man. Yep. Talk to you later. Here's the string and three together. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. All right. Um, Brad, later, Alex. Thank you. And um, have Brad, a good one, y'all. Thank you. Take it easy. And Brad, we're gonna leave uh, leave him with the, the meat. Uh, yeah. With a, I know is one of your favorites. Yeah, man. Such a such a cool song. Um, I saw Mike Mike's band do it in Flagstaff, and then. Um, we got it to last night too, so it's it's fun, and I, I think it's a little different. I'm glad that Alex picked it. Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, it's also just kind of exciting to look at a first set a highlight, I guess, because we, yeah, you yeah. know, we always go toward the jam vehicles, which means like this whole show was was pretty well rounded, like he said, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So, cool. See what happens. Never never miss a Saturday Hartford show, as they say. <laughs> um, and we'll be you and I will both be uh, following the set list tonight, and we'll be back tomorrow to yeah. talk about Syracuse.
Hope it's awesome. I'm living on my street. I'm stuck
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard. <laughs> 